0: This is a Detail
1: Podcast. You are Bach, James Bach. You are assigned to covert operations connected with the Goldnail Satellite. MMM will brief you on your mission and objectives from London. Brew Branch will support your efforts with a plentiful supply of hops and barley. Drinky Gigi offers you lighthearted best wishes and you're off. Your mission begins in the heavily guarded Chemical Warfare Brewery at the Beer Lamore Dam. Drink in and geek out in any direction as you navigate 20 interactive 3D environments. Use stealth and force as you see fit in matters of international security. Consider the military personnel expendable. You are licensed to SWILL.
0: Best soundtrack on the planet. Mm.
1: Turn it up, Pale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just so the audience knows, Pale's bobbing his head, but he's not quite screaming along to the lyrics. Of lyric-like <laughs> the lyrics.
2: I'm keeping it
3: all Bond, in my head. On James Bond.
0: Kill them all. License <laughs> to kill. Don't let them go. You are something, something. I don't have any flow. <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to drink in geek out a show where we drink beer and geek out i'm your host dr duke and alongside me is
1: uh safffeld and with me is uh keith job <laughs> and with me is
2: money paley and uh, today's episode is featuring beer from mad anthony and hop river and we are talking about the 25th Anniversary of GoldenEye, 007, Nintendo sixty <laughs> four
0: <laughs> There it is. Yeah, do I um I literally just took the the double O seven playable characters for like the multiplayer and I was like, What should I be? Who should I take over? Doctor Doke. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I thought it was Doctor No. Oh, yeah, no, I was, I was going after a 64 character in there. But I guess Dr. No works as well. <laughs> I just right. went with the other villain I could think of, which was Blofeld. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the best villain.
3: All right, uh, you guys want
1: to go first? Because yours is the most Bond-related beer we'll ever that have. That is true. And we only hop twice. Pail? <laughs> <Bill,
2: laughs> do
1: you want to attempt this, or do you want me to do
2: all the talking? There's, not, there's no write-up.
1: No, there's probably nothing. It's a local beer. They don't do write-ups. I don't know. Saf well, put I can it do in it. there. I did not this time. So. I
3: even scoured Instagram and other things looking for any information on this beer. And all I could find was like,
2: oh, new release. And then a picture of the can. I could do it. It'll be quick. Okay. Keith and I are doing the uh, beer. You hop, oh, only <laughs> You only hop twice. Keith, are you sure you don't want to Keith, do are it? you sure you don't want to <laughs> just do this? <laughs> you put me in these situations.
1: <laughs> Trying to get it you involved. And then you could be
2: quiet the rest <laughs> of the episode. So. <laughs>
1: So yeah, as Pale said, we have you only hop twice. It's a session hazy IPA, five and a two, five point two percent ABV. So <laughs> five and a two, five and five a and two. It's a pretty light. I'm be pretty interested to see
0: like how hoppy this thing is. You only hop twice, so it's like they only put it. two double dry hopped. Yeah, it's only five point two percent ABV. Flipped that around, it's a twenty five. So I'm hoping, I'm, I don't know, I'm just like wishful thinking that your IBUs that you guess are going to be 25. Yeah. Sounds good to Ooh. me. But we'll see. <laughs> or 64. If it's <gasps> if it's double dry hot, it'll
2: be 64. <gasps> it's- I would lean more 64, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> it's a session, so it's hard to get to 64. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I true. mean,
0: session's just about the alcohol. Yeah. But we'll see. Okay. We'll see. You guys have to drink it first. You haven't
1: drank any of it yet. No, you know what not I'm at saying? all. Nope, we never do that. You even
3: told me what the can looks like.
1: All right, so, so describing the can here, uh, it has a 008 on it, as you can see in the background, and it has the swirly barrel of the gun in the background, which is mm. white, and the 008 is red because I believe they are in the 08 area code in Fort Wayne. That was probably, I'm assuming, why they went. I think so. With the 008 uh, it says you only hop twice in a little cursive handwriting there. With the barrel being the Hop River logo, says Fort Wayne, Indiana, established 2018. And on the back, on the little label there, it's got the little 008 logo right above the barcode. And it looks like this was done by Atelier? Deliberate Design. So not sure who that is, but they designed this. And I like it.
3: They shouted them out on Instagram, too. I saw, like, a, I didn't go into any further, I just saw them added on the picture.
1: So this is a sticker on here. This one's got a bubble in it, so it should be easy for me to peel off, to go on the board. Mine's got a bubble, too. So, really cool. I think they this one has been out for a while. Um, I saw it after, of course, we did all our Bond episodes, and when I saw this one on the docket, I'm like, yes, got to go out and get one of these. And I keep forgetting, to. Thankfully, hmm. they still had them in stock. They have, like, three different um, Bond beers. Um, but this one, I thought, was the coolest-looking can. And the most delicious-looking one. pretty nice.
3: <laughs> it's like red white and blue looking
1: is it it's just black it's um
3: sorry on the screen or on the video it kind of looks red white and blue
2: Mm.
1: pales blue light there but yeah it's uh red white and black so it's pretty cool nice little is the
2: 008 like significant to anything
1: the 08 area code in which they're in (laughs) in the zip code as sorry zip code yeah not area code sorry
2: If I if I would just listen you, four six eight, if you're not oh, going to
1: talk you have to listen <laughs> you can't do Dude, what both. are you doing here otherwise <laughs>
2: exactly what am I doing if I'm not talking and I'm not listening are your headphones plugged in <laughs> let me double check <laughs> he's listening to music right. I'm good. No. oh I had a Spotify playlist still going he was listening
3: to an old episode of our podcast <laughs>
0: he's got to get it's caught like, up yeah you can find you can find it on Spotify. <laughs> Ugh. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just just confirmed Hop River is
1: 46808.
3: Cool, cool. So, you're spot on with that. Yeah. I figured because I used to live in that area and that was my zip code.
1: Well, they knocked it out of the park. Soccer park that's going to be built right across. All right, the Are beer, these st-
2: state Are these staples or are they just celebrating the 25th anniversary?
1: I Well, Our, what happened at Hop River, they were not real big in Brewing their own beer, their main brewer was just kind of doing the same stuff over and over again, which is kind of why I stopped going out there. He Mm -hmm. quit or retired and went off somewhere else. So they got this other guy in from another brewery who's done a ton of beers. So that's why they've been putting out fancy cans, other flavors. Um, This guy's really going to take it to the next level. So there's been Mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff and I have not been out there since. Um, But I keep seeing they're adding more cans, more fun more flavor yeah i
3: noticed that they're doing a lot more interesting stuff before it was just like decor beers and that's all they did yeah
0: oh okay okay cool i remember being over there a couple weeks ago just to try them out because it's been a couple years Mm -hmm. and they had like variants and i was like this is surprising so like my flight consisted of one of the beers and like two of their variants of that beer i'm like this
1: is weird i'll take it though nice Alright, looking do you uh, smell anything? Oh, yeah. Did you well, I was gonna I that? was trying to do the color color, but pale oh, the color. asked a I question so that, so to... The color is very hazy. It is not see through at all. I know my camera does not do it justice, but Pale's definitely is a lot more golden gunny than mm-hmm. mine or mm-hmm. golden, eye-y.
2: <laughs> golden eye. Golden <laughs> eye?
1: But the golden eye Let's is see. actually not even well, it's kinda of golden in my poster. Little dot. Mhm. But I don't know. Mine seems kind of pale, though. Your light looks very different. Pale. Yeah, pale is like yeah, orange. Yeah. Compared yeah. To why color.
2: is mine so orange? <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you looking at it through your own camera? Or are you looking at it with your eyes?
2: <laughs> my through my eyes, it's orange. It is. Okay. Like when you see it through your eyes, is it more pale? It's
1: yeah. It's more of a pale yellow.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
1: You gave me the bad cans. It's a different setup for a pale. Yeah. So
2: Yeah, it's different lighting, so it's weird. Pale, you got chunks in your cup
3: still? Or your can?
2: Chunker. Uh, I do in my glass. Pale looks but like he's drinking orange juice. It does. I know. <laughs> it <does. laughs> it's crazy. See, I can't see can't see my can. Hmm. I can't see inside my can. He's <laughs> looking down the barrel. Doo 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 doo. Pew, pew. Oh, there's blood rolling down his screen. <laughs> so, are we gonna even be able to agree on a number? Uh, well, you give it a number. I'll give it. An, okay, we <laughs> can go off how yours. About... It's more golden.
1: And we can say golden eye or a golden gun, which is not on our list at all. But
2: how about a, a, a Blanca shorts? <laughs>
1: you're like you're at eleven. Dang. Wow! If yours is more orange, it should be. I'm thinking like seven or six is what I was thinking. That would be wow. like a good in between because mine is. Mine looks like a four, honestly, but.
2: Yeah, my lighting is not as good well, up here. <laughs> <laughs> split yeah. the diff. You want to just. Yeah, split it. Go seven.
0: Four plus 11 divided by two
1: is a seven. <laughs> Clyde's Ghost. Works for me.
2: All right. Sounds good.
1: Ooh.
3: that's what happens when you run into (laughs) those.
2: perfect
1: I love the direction the show is going
2: I love this the sound effect we gotta spice it up
1: pale I'm getting orange what are you getting
2: grapefruit (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (laughs) orange and mango Mm.
1: orange mango wait a second Mm -hmm. I thought this one had a description wait Stop the presses! I'm kidding. Just let it go.
2: Oh, yeah. You think? Did you see that on
1: Untapped? There, somebody took a picture of the menu. I forgot about that. I was gonna. Because this one, I was trying to read the description on it, and it said something really cool. Oh yeah, it does say something kind of (laughs) cool. I don't don't know if that's cut off.
3: Heavy, Heavy tangerine on the front, followed by melon and notes, and something something notes. Super low bitter. Very
1: easy on the finish. Tangerine, tangerines
3: an okay, yeah. orange. Mm-hmm. Such mm-hmm.
1: a mm, smells good. It's a slightly hoppy smell too. It just smells like a good hazy IPA.
2: It smells like it would be danky as well, like that, like dry dankiness that a lot of the hazies have. Yeah.
1: All right, let's take our first sip, pal.
2: <gasps> our first sip ever of beer.
1: Of beer uh, ever of beer. I love your
0: sarcasm. We know you're almost done with that glass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I saw you sipping. You had your video on. I was just getting warmed up. I was just wetting wetting the palate. Oh, that's good.
1: Strong citrus, strong tangerine. That's good flavor, though. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Not too hoppy, but it is present. Definitely no burn from the hop. Sweet punch. The sweetness shoots you in the mouth, um, and then the lingering bitterness, but not terribly bad. It's almost, I don't want to call it watered down, but it's pretty smooth. It's not a heavy mouthfeel. It's very light.
3: Would you say it's a, shooting you with a PP7 or a clop?
1: Probably a PP7. PP. <clears throat> <pee-pee. laughs> the silence. PP7.
3: Silence now. Dual. (laughs) Yes. Because it's twice. You're getting hit
2: with dual
1: peepees (laughs) seven times.
2: (laughs) I'm actually thinking the IBUs are closer to 25.
1: Definitely on the lighter
2: side. Yeah. I think the tangerine and the melon is still present, but I'm getting a little Mm. little bit of pineapple as well. Mm. Um, And then the dinkiness comes through more on the back end for me and it doesn't linger too much
1: no it 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 coats your mouth but it's a good like a type of bitterness for me who i don't like a whole Mm -hmm. lot of ipas i really enjoy this one because it's a light bitterness it's not lingering that's gonna kill me type of flavor but no this is good i like it
2: Mm -hmm. it's very smooth it doesn't like punch you in the mouth like some of them do. It's very very drinkable. Just a really well-balanced
1: mm-hmm. hazy. Yeah, this is well done. All right, we'll see if the
0: interwebs agrees with you. Uh, of the 80 people to check it in, uh, they gave it a 3.93. Uh, looking through some of these photos, because I like to do that more recently, they have... Um, like, this is probably the best photo I saw, and it's... In my opinion, like a 6 or a 7. I think I'm on board with Keith's original estimation. This kind of, you know, reminds me of like a, I don't know. It's still kind of orange juicy, but not quite like high sea orange mm-hmm. juicy, you know. Uh, but I think I agree with that. A lot of the pictures are good, showing people having a good time at Hop River. Can't blame them for Got to enjoy but I will say that this is a funny picture. Of someone like threw the movie on, or threw something up on his laptop, because the picture that he has is of uh, Sean Connery. Probably the movie that this is named after, being a horn dog with seven women in the picture. <laughs> so, classic Sean, right? The Uh, So, Kevin G said, very smooth, a a lot of flavor. He said, a lot of flavor. I added, uh, because I don't want him to sound like a dumb. He gave this a (laughs) 4.25. William said, I liked it. Well, thanks, dude. Didn't rate it. But he liked it. Just some pictures and some check-ins, some pictures and some check-ins. Not bad for a session. Some pictures and some check-ins. I guess that's a question I needed to ask you, but I failed. Is it
1: a session? Do you feel like it's a session? The the bitterness doesn't quite. Uh, it's not heavy. I'll put it that.
2: The more I the more I drink it, the more like the lighter it
1: yeah. feels. It, it's
2: it, like I w- at first I don't I wouldn't say it was a session, but now that I'm halfway done with it, like session. Yeah, it's all going the way.
1: down way too quick and smooth, so it's definitely mm. easy drinking. Gotcha.
0: Dan W. says, delicious, a nice hazy brew, good flavor and body for a moderate ABV. So I would say that this is very palatable, very drinkable, and it's not quite lawnmower beer, but I suppose you can use it as lawnmower beer. Frog fishing in the backyard. Transferring frogs from our pond to Great Papas. Thanks for your life story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gave it a 3.25. Heep. And he's literally showed a picture of him catching a frog in his fishing pool. What wow. a jerk. I feel I'm like I'm coming to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see anything worthwhile. I read a few non-worthwhile things. So I'm just going to
1: stop. <laughs> All right. I'll go first, pale. So you can copy me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <So I'm-> <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I put exactly what I said. Um, sweet tangerine up front. Coach, your mouth with a decent bitterness, very smooth, light, can drink many of these. Certainly love the Bond theme, love the can, love everything about this. It's my style IPA, Uh, light and easy drinking, and not one that makes me question why am I drinking it with that bitterness that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, But this is, it's light, it's crushable. Uh, The sweetness with the tangerine, which is different than just basic orange juice. It's got that unique tangerine flavor, which is really good. So I gave it a
2: 4.25. Nice. And I said hoppy up front with a nice smooth transition to the citrus. A little bit danky on the back end, but doesn't last too long. Great beer and very easy to drink. I gave this a four and a half because um, it's a lot more crushable than some of the hazies I drink. Some of the hazies become a little like too heavy in my opinion. Try to, you know, do too much, try to over hop it, but this one is just, just ver, you know, just very smooth from start to finish. You can just keep drinking it over and over, and I don't feel like I'm about to explode in my belly. <laughs> so, <laughs> hot bomb.
3: Would it? Would this go into the lawnmower category?
1: I would. Yeah, I would. especially since I just mowed literally right before this episode. And I'm drinking it, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> it feels good. And it does feel good. Uh, I'm about halfway through this. Actually, more than that. And it's just... Yeah, it's good. I just keep drinking and drinking. And it goes down faster and faster.
0: Now the moment of truth.
1: Since you didn't present us with IBUs at the beginning... Gotta be 25.
2: 25?
1: Tw- <laughs> Gotta be. It's not, it's not 64. Although some people would say it would be a 64. But they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs>
0: Like like it's like legit 25 or like you just wanted it to be 25? I wanted it to be 25.
1: <laughs> I Honestly, it. I could probably say it's somewhere in between. I mean, it is decently bitter, mm-hmm. but it's not 64 bitter. Like I see what your 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 guys' is. and I've had that beer before. and like, It's definitely not up there.
3: It's also the 25th anniversary of GoldenEye 007 for a Nintendo 64. Oh. Alright, you alluded to it and we are drinking Matt Anthony's Good karma. It is 6.5 ABVs, 55 IBUs, which is the Sammy Hagar because he can't drive 55. A medium-bodied IPA with an amber color originating from lightly toasted caramel malt. American-grown hops provide a fruity, citrus-like character. Enjoy the perfect balance between malty sweetness and hoppy bitterness. The can is pretty neat. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It's definitely an upgrade from the last time I've had this. I don't know if they've had it in
1: cans, though. Yeah, this is one of their originals.
3: They used to be strictly bottled, Mm -hmm. and now they've kind of moved over to the 16-ounce cans and updated all their artwork to these fancy, colorful things. I think cans are
0: preferred, right? Yeah.
3: This one I thought had like a 60s hippie. Almost Austin Powers vibe so that's the connection (laughs) that I made Mm kind of looks like you're looking through a kaleidoscope yeah that's what I was going to say say. I just couldn't think of the word
0: (laughs) that's what I was thinking Um, yeah bright colors uh, lovely contrast of colors with the reds and the light blues and the green versus the aqua Uh, you have some hop on the can I can't really tell what those lines are other than just kaleidoscope lines a nice little design in the red logo as well. Uh, if you get, if I get this can close enough so you can mm-hmm. see that uh, looks like just an imprint of the background, just faded into the background. Uh, then they got their basic ass logo up at the top, but you know you kind of have to have that. Uh, and then I guess a, a, a smaller image of what is on the can, just as like a smaller little logo in front. Yeah, so you can see the thing without it being blocked. I guess
3: well, my can ha- has a uh, stamp on it: twelve, fifteen, twenty-one. So I- it was canned in December. Oh, nice. I assume that's what it means. Yeah, that sounds about right. A little old, but not too bad. Yeah, we've definitely had older beers on the show. That's for sure. All right, color-wise, it's like a it kind of looks like pale's beer. It's got a golden, mm-hmm. orange, dark, darker orange pretty see-through Mm-hmm. you can see the light coming through mine let's definitely see the background
0: shadows oh it's definitely not that not that uh bright or not that dark um maybe like a Goku or a Nick Splat
3: yeah I was gonna say Nick Splat or Aquaman so let's stick with the Nick Splat I
0: love meeting you right in the middle
1: Nick, Nick, Nik, 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 Nik. Love that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the smell just smells just like an IPA would. It's kind of, I don't know,
3: refreshing, I guess, that it's just an IPA. Yeah, you get like the notes of the hops and yeah. a little bit of maltyness mm-hmm. of those classic IPAs. Yeah, it's
0: very, very, very hoppy flavor out of the can if you smell the can. You don't really smell citrusy. This looks like it's going to be citrusy, but can't really, it's not even on the nose. I can smell like pines and just like straight up the hop flavor. Mm-hmm. I smell that. It doesn't smell bad. It's a, it's a flavor I like to smell. Right. You waft it. I don't and know. We'll maybe see. I get a little bit of extra like something out of the waft, but not a whole lot. It's really hard to like smell what is going to be in this.
3: <laughs> little notes. I get like a little, yeah, once I shake it up a little bit, I get the citrusy, mm-hmm. kind of sweeter notes. But yeah, mostly but still, hops. Yeah, pretty much just hops. All right. Well, I guess we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it.
0: Yeah, definitely um, more juicy fruit flavor on the front end, finishes very hoppy on the back end. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Don't get that juice fruit on the on the nose, which is refreshing. However, the back end hop flavor that you taste is exactly what you smell.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a real, it's hoppy f- flavor, but it's not like bitter, like too bitter of a mm-hmm. hop that it's like putting me off. It's like kind of a nice, nicer, uh, sweeter hop. Right. I'm trying to guess the
0: citrus flavor. I want to say grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah. Are you sure about that?
3: <laughs> no,
0: I'm not sure. <laughs> I've never had one. I don't. I don't know. Not a, <laughs> not a big fan of big old oranges that look weird. <laughs> what about uh, a pomelamus? I'll take one of those in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> no, I just yeah, I think that's it's citrusy for sure. Maybe a little bit of like a lemon flavor. But not a whole lot. Uh, I can, yeah, can like kind of taste like a tartiness to mm-hmm. it, and that's what made me think grapefruit.
1: Uh, I don't know. It just it definitely has the vibes of a grapefruit. Yeah, for sure. On Untapped, out of... Wow, 9,000 check-ins on this and 6.1 thousand. This guy's been around for a while. Yeah, this is one of their staples. Uh, it... Averages a 3.62 out of all that. I myself have drank this back in 2016, and I gave it close to that average, a 3.75. Um, Chris Leland, Mister V6 himself, gave this a 4. He said multiple times. I think he checked it in like twice with the same check-in. Pretty nice. Has a, ni- a nice light resiny kind of hop flavor to it. He enjoyed it. He gave it a four both occasions. Patrick Doherty says average. Gave it a three. Not a fan. And, Pale, I think you had it. What would you give it? I gave it a four. Back in 2015. So you had it before me. Holy cow. I uh, I have some friends as well. Quite a bit of
0: few friends on here. Maybe because this is a very popular beer. Yeah. Been around a bit. Uh, our good friend Bill Kruseneger, of course, I expected him to be on this. Uh, he just checked it in 2011, hmm. and that's it. Didn't say anything. <laughs> didn't rate
1: it, but 2011, the infancy of Untapped, probably couldn't yeah. type back. The yeah, that
3: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> didn't have a rating system yet. It just just <laughs> or or check a it in. Comment yeah, comment
0: section. Uh, Beer man uh, had this in 2013, gave it a 2.75. So. The before the rise of IPAs, I'm assuming. I checked in a couple times. There's Pales check in. The Speak podcast had this 3.25 bitter. I wonder if um, when Good Karma rebranded, if they up this like the recipe because these are a
3: lot of these are kind of weak. I could see that. Like it's been around 10 years. It makes sense over 10 years. So it makes sense they have to upgrade the recipe every. So yeah. often to fit the trends or whatever hops mm-hmm. are popular. Yep.
0: Here's a Keith check-in. Uh, Jesse Favors says, well-made beer, 375. Doug Egder says, okay, a little bitter for my taste, three and a half. Um, beer Man again, uh, three years later, gave it a, a knock-up. So it's at a three this time. Um, Joe King his name's joking lol (laughs) ha gave it a 3.5 he's the joker he's the joker uh doug egner again same score my friend katie uh she had this gave it a three chris leland chris leland and kyle toughly at a logan's roadhouse gave this a (laughs) 375 yes it's quite a bit of check-ins from friends. Of course, there's 6,000 yeah. of them. Uh, I am definitely not keeping my check-in.
3: I don't know what I was thinking, 2019. <laughs> you weren't into the
2: IPAs in that day? I have a new... That day, maybe, maybe yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a new friend alert. New friend and alert? Hand Hanover Glassware is the count name. Okay. They said, that this IPA is good dangerously good. The kind of good that screams your karma's gone run out. The boys are coming apart at the seams. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I gave it a four Han- out of five. Hanover Glassware. Hanover Glassware. How'd they find you? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Did you friend request them first?
2: <laughs> no, I, they found me. I'm surprised I haven't found you guys.
1: Well, I have a couple people too that I have no idea who they are. Stout Boss, apparently. Loves me, so.
2: Stout yeah. Boss and
1: toast you immediately every
3: time. <laughs> Whoever you that friend Dustin I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, toast. Joe King.
2: Joe King, and yeah. <laughs> who was the other one? Uh, Bill cruising? Bill Krusen-
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bill cruising, and then uh, Doug Edgar. Yeah, oh,
2: I got, I got Doug, Doug Edgar. Yeah, Doug, yeah. I got Doug. Yeah, I got Doug.
3: So, I dig yeah. Doug. I dig, dig Doug, Doug. Doug
0: too. Oh, we didn't see Mr. Cul-de-sac on there. I'm going to have to get him this beer. and Check this one in.
3: P-K. Right, I am are all checked in. I gave this beer a 375, just like Keith did all of those many years ago. It's a very solid IPA, understandably. Un- I understand why it's uh, been a Matt Anthony staple for uh, whatever. Since they've existed, I think. Um, and uh, I like the hoppiness, hoppy flavor of it. I mean, it's just a good IPA. It's nothing special, uh, but it is one that you would want to keep in the rotation year round. At if you're uh Matt Anthony, hold on to your boots, everybody. I did not
0: rate this the same as Seth. <laughs> what? Hmm? I know this is fantastic. I actually bumped it up a little bit, and I gave this a four. I was almost there. I was I yeah. was wavering. This is a pretty solid West Westy Coasty style beer. I don't know what I was thinking the first time I had this. I wonder if it's because it's probably one of those days where I had a shit ton of Fort Wayne beers already. Mm-hmm.
3: And so you had it after two toms, and you're like, two toms IPAs are better than this." Yeah, I
0: think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't really remember the order of things. It, since it's downtown, it could have been right after Summit City, which also this has
3: is. really good stinking beers. So I don't. I don't know the order. Or Even in your flight of Man Anthony beers, there they have better beers that it could yeah. throw off your palate. That's true. If they had like Mosaic Moon or whatever,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but as a as a staple like West Coast. Any pale ale this is juicy enough it's very flavorful i can see myself getting you know if they came in like 12 pack or uh sorry like 12 ounce cans if i got a 12 pack of this like this would be like a nice like occasional beer that you just kind of drink here and there if you're just into having beer at the house mm-hmm. like it's nice it's not overwhelming the flavor is great um probably just one and done in these 16 ounce cans with a 6.5 ABV. If you really just, were just trying to coast and chill, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it has a really good flavor and it's an OG, you know, Matt
1: Anthony's been around. Oh yeah. First craft brew in Fort Wayne. Yeah, for sure.
0: Glad to see that they've been updating and, you know, staying relevant
1: all these years. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really helped. They, uh, teamed up with Shigs and pit yeah it expanded Mm -hmm. to uh, multiple parts of the city with different locations and to provide the beer there which gives me an opportunity to get it all the time believe that this partnership benefits Shigs and pit more oh absolutely it (laughs) does
2: there's three locations now three Shigs and pit
1: southwest northeast and south of downtown
2: fairfield fairfield Plus, Is it Matt Anthony's Matt got Anthony? their own brew pub. And Matt Anthony, yeah.
0: Matt Anthony has two that I know of, oh, other yeah, than they do. the one you're referring to. They have Auburn. Mm-hmm. I think and that one on Taylor just closed, or Angola closed. Yeah, one the of the, the one at the Lake out. the Lake. The one, area. Yeah, the Lake one. Yeah, the one in the Angola. Yeah, I think the Auburn one still exists. I think
3: so. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a partnership. I think they own Chicks and
1: Pit. Maybe they did buy him. No, yeah. I think they created it. Oh, they did? Like,
2: oh, really? Yeah.
0: And why do they serve like, shitty food in their I don't mean, main tapas?
2: Sh- yeah, sh- Actually, I like their
3: food, but that's because it's yeah. Munchies Emporium,
0: so
2: yeah. it
3: was, they yeah. use that menu. The Scooby it's... Snacks.
2: Those are really good. Shaggy
1: Snacks. <laughs> yep. That was at the other place. That's no longer Wild hair. by the Munchie. Yeah.
3: Well, anyway, let's get on to some GoldenEye Discussions.
0: You're taking this minor break to remind you all that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok at Drink In, Geek Out. Most of our socials are done through Instagram. We try to uh, do trickle down posts to Twitter and Facebook. If you want to get a hold of us uh, or see what we're doing, Instagram is going to be the best thing for you. TikTok is just going to be fun. We're not going to try to be super serious about it, uh, but you can find some of our brewery trips and uh, our craft beer that we've been brewing ourselves on the tiktok you can also find us on our website drinkingeekout.com. there we have our geek srm our geeky abuse our show notes and other links to find out you know more about us or how to contact us you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and yes i know you're currently listening to us but what if you need a new venue i'm sure we got one just for you we got merch t-shirts masks mugs stickers and more on Threadless at drinkingeekout.threadless.com and on TeePublic at tpubliccom store slash drinkingeekout. We do have a Patreon. It's not super active, but we do have uh, levels of support that you could help us with, uh, starting with like the Super Geek that gets you a shout out on the show and up to the Uber Geek. We well, have yeah, pretty much forces us to dedicate an episode to you. And there's plenty of rewards in the middle uh, as you grow up, different tiers. You do not have to support us to listen to the show, but anything helps since we are free and will continue to be free to provide you the best beer content and geek content out there.
3: And now, back to the show. Uh, GoldenEye 007 is a 97 first-person shooter developed by Rare, published by Nintendo for the Nintendo 64, based on the 1995 James Bond film, GoldenEye. It features a single-player campaign in which the player controls Secret intelligence service agent James Bond through a series of levels to prevent a criminal syndicate from using a satellite weapon against London to cause a global financial meltdown. The game includes a multiplayer mode in which up to four players can compete in several deathmatch scenarios via split screen.
1: Revolutionary. Absolutely. I, I was
3: watching a documentary before that. Well, it wasn't a documentary, it was a 20 minute video about the game. So, which got me excited for the actual documentary that is supposed to come out. But uh, I guess the game was made by a team of 10 people. Eight people on the team have never worked on a video game before. Mm-hmm. So they were just kind of building the levels and then adding the missions afterward. And most of the time you figure out what the missions are going to be. And then you build the levels around that. So that's why some of the levels are, you'll go 20 minutes down this hallway and there's nothing down there because they just build it based on, the movie, and then they just added missions later. Yeah. I thought that, that was pretty interesting because they'd never worked on a game. They didn't know how to do it. Right. I kind of like that aspect of it, too. Uh, it makes it more
0: open-worldy feeling, yep, even yeah. though it's not. Absolutely. Yeah, playing a, playing a game where you just have point A to point B, it just is, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of very, like, side scrolly. And, you know, in your 3D space, mm-hmm. you, do, you don't anticipate being uh, side scrolly.
1: And I think, too, that with this game they were the first ones to add like uh the extra missions like optional completion mhm so you could i mean you could do it in any of the modes that you're in the 00 agent or you know regular agent yeah. or whatever but there's like three or four extra objectives that you can do so the replay value besides the fact that it's multiplayer but you can go back and try it even more and you can unlock different
3: like guns mm-hmm. and characters for multiplayer And another thing they said in this video was the multiplayer was not in the original plans. That was added, like, seconds. They missed the deadline, Uh and they just added this because they had a couple of days, and they were like, we think this will work. And they just put it in there, didn't ask for permission from Nintendo or Rare. They just put it in there, and that's, like, made the whole
1: game. greatest decision in history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Damn. The
0: best mistake ever. Yep. All right, Uh, since you kind of hit on this a little bit, I'm going to read this. Development began in 1995 and was handled by an inexperienced team led by Martin Hollis, who had previously worked as a programmer on the coin-op version of Killer Instinct, which is a fun game. Mm -hmm. It was primarily inspired by Sega's Virtua Cop before being redesigned as a free-roaming shooter. After more than two and a half years of development, GoldenEye 007 was released shortly before the release of GoldenEye's sequel, Tomorrow Never Dies. Although the game faced low expectations from the gaming media, it sold more than 8 million copies, making it the third best-selling Nintendo 64 game. The game received critical acclaim, with praise given to its visuals, gameplay depth and variety, and multiplayer mode. In 1998, it received the BAFTA, Interactive Entertainment Games Award and four awards from the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. That's wild. That the gaming media is like, nah, fuck this game. Why would you make <laughs> a game from a movie?
3: Well, yeah, ga- movies licensed from ga- or games licensed from movies were never pop- never good, never popular. So Nintendo yeah. didn't believe in it. Plus, it was two years over two years after the movie it's based on had already come out so like no one's going to care about <laughs> the Goldeneye anymore they're moving on to Tomorrow Never Dies at this point
1: exactly a lot of those uh, movie based games are just like the little kid stuff that mm-hmm. you know the real basic games that the kids can play not that exciting all the way around It's just like the 1981 ET for the Atari that yes.
0: <laughs> didn't sell, sell so they're just like <laughs> dumping it and getting rid of it
1: Alright, moving on. Uh, Retrospectively, GoldenEye 007 is considered an important game in the history of first-person shooters for demonstrating the viability of game consoles as platforms for the genre, and for signaling a transition from the then-standard Doom-like approach to a more realistic style. It pioneered features such as the atmospheric single-player missions, stealth elements, and a console multiplayer deathmatch mode. The game is frequently cited as one of the greatest video games of all time, with many of its gameplay elements such as the clob gun, having left an enduring impression in video game culture. A spiritual successor, Perfect Dark, was released in 2000. A reimagining of the game, also titled Goldeneye 007, was released in 2010, which I believe is the Wii version that Dustin and I have a copy. Saf, do you own that? No. I thought you got that one. I never bothered with it. I thought I played I played with somebody online because it was Wi-Fi. One of the Wi-Fi Oh, capable? really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, on Wii. It's got the Wi-Fi logo on it. so
0: It was it was tough to use because you pretty much had to use the the laser gun as, yeah. as like a Wii attachment Which is why for it to flopped. work. Yeah. And
3: you play as Danny Craig instead of Pierce Brosnan.
1: hmm Screwed it up. But they didn't have the rights to <laughs> Pierce again, so.
3: <laughs> it's like, we'll just use the person that's currently bound.
0: Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Perfect Dark was fun, too.
2: Yeah, it's crazy how many games like this, how many... Other games were made because of this game. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it
3: really inspired a whole. Like, I think Halo has a lot to uh, owes a lot to GoldenEye.
2: Right, and I just played uh, Bioshock, and felt like this is a yeah. lot like GoldenEye.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have you have Bioshock, you have Halo, you have Destiny, you have Call of Duty, uh, Call, Call of, of Duty, Duty, Borderlands, you know. These games that are very similar to this—I mean, you could also say like, I guess Borderlands is kind of like Doom, but again, like, you know, these games were not—or uh, those games wouldn't have been even thought of or really popular if it wasn't for the multi-death match that GoldenEye had. Yeah, half those right.
2: games probably wouldn't have been developed if GoldenEye hadn't existed. Right.
0: I remember doing as a kid growing up playing the death match game for this. I don't remember playing the story. Hardly, but <laughs> I remember playing the deathmatch mode. And then when I was in college, people that I played uh, games with did Halo game tournament, th- t- you know, style of games, Halo 1 and Halo 2. And it's the same deathmatch, split screen deathmatch mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like easy transition. So it's like definitely Halo and Destiny probably had like a really good influence on uh, from this game. Of course, everyone's like wants to be the next best game, and you know if Goldeneye is going to be the top and the best game ever, why
3: would you not model your game yeah. after that, rip yeah. it off, and like, improve upon it? Yeah, just like Perfect Dark. That's mm-hmm. what I I think Perfect Dark is a better game in every single way. Mm-hmm. Like multiplayer is better, the story is better, the gra- graphics are better. But it didn't hold up because Goldeneye was already doing it, right? <laughs> so, and everybody already owned that. Yeah, I mean, you needed to buy that expansion pack, mm-hmm. that too. Yeah, uh, for it, uh,
0: and then of course I bought it for Donkey Kong, so I had mm-hmm. it. So I, you know, I thought I was. I honestly enjoyed Perfect Dark more because it was, even though it wasn't quote unquote original, it wasn't based on a movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. I it felt original. I'll be honest with you guys. I've never played Perfect Dark. I know. Really?
2: I thought for sure you would have. Well, I thought so
1: too, but I was so obsessed with this movie. I own a freaking movie poster of it. I mean, (laughs) it was me and my friends (laughs) in grade school growing up, like we would watch this movie. I have it on VHS. I don't even own it on DVD. I only have it on VHS. (laughs) Um, But it's just like I was so obsessed with Goldeneye. I'm like, why would I want to play anything else? I'm like, it's just mimicking Goldeneye. At least I know this story. But now I'm looking at it online. I think I can grab it for like 20 bucks, like an actual cartridge, Perfect Dark. I'm like, I definitely need to check that out and play I'll it. I'll have to call wonder if Bricker up. and be like,
2: oh, you forgot to include Keith in your Perfect Dark. Uh, like <laughs> He tried to get everybody. I remember that. That's Dark. why I told you guys. I'm like, I don't. I've never that's how Perfect I played Dark. it was yeah. with him.
1: I remember he tried to get us all doing that.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Well, one thing I was
3: going to say, Kenneth Lobb was a guy that worked on the game. They named the club after him, uh, Lob. And, uh, I guess he was the one that went to Nintendo. He was the one that thought of the multiplayer and he went to Nintendo and said, the console needs to have, cause GameCube hadn't come out or GameCube N64 hadn't even come out yet when they were making this game. And it was like, the console needs to have four slots for remote or controllers so we can do multiplayer and every game should be utilizing this. And I guess Nintendo listened. Yeah. Or they had already planned on doing it.
1: Yeah, because they were developing Mario Kart at that time with the split screen. But yeah, it's the first one that had four spots instead of two. Mm-hmm. Now it's down to one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything is bl- like Bluetooth. or I guess that's the technology they're using for the controllers.
0: Or I mean like no split screen.
3: Yeah, and everything's online. Yeah.
0: So you just have your main screen, which is, I guess, is better. Who wants to play on a little itty bitty screen like this? <laughs> like uh, you're looking at our uh, our meeting.
3: Yeah, our, trying to play yeah. a game in my little square. Yeah, <laughs> <me>. exactly. <laughs> That's what we had to do. Yeah, exactly.
0: And we didn't complain about it.
2: Let's talk about the gameplay. In each level, the player must complete a set of objectives while computer-controlled opponents try to hinder the player's progress. Objectives range from recovering items to destroying objects, defeating enemies, or rescuing hostages. Some objectives may also require the player to use high-tech gadgets. For example, in one level, the player must use Bond's electromagnetic watch to acquire a jail cell key. Although the player begins each level with a limited amount of supplies, additional weapons and ammunition can be acquired from the defeated enemies there are no health recovery items but body armor can be acquired to provide a secondary health bar
0: i thought that was key as well mhm very good gameplay like it's unrealistic in a in a, in a game where you pick up a, a health globe and you get health back yeah in a situation like this supposed to be realistic like 007
3: If you get shot, you're you're shot, bud. You're, yeah, yeah. You're not coming back from that. You can wear armor so you don't get hurt more. Yeah.
1: The the thing that always bothered me is when you got shot, the noise you would make. I would not go. Ah. If I get shot, I'd be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, "Fuck that hurt." <laughs> That's why you're not. I know. MI6. I'm not an MI six, but just the weird like, ah. <laughs> like his little whisper, like, like, I I, I don't know. You that's saw probably, him get
3: whipped in the balls in Casino Royale. He wasn't... That's true. Even, he was laughing then. He was laughing. He was
0: laughing.
1: Yeah. Can I have some more? <laughs> Everyone will
3: know you died scratching my balls. <laughs> I also liked how they included gadgets, not only from Goldeneye, but from classic Bond movies yeah. as well. It was yeah. a
1: tribute to all those those great Bond movies that mm-hmm. I grew up watching. My mom watched it. So that's why I really love this game.
0: It's definitely, you know, very Bondesque, right? Having the secret agent equipment and even even movies that came after the 007 that's you know spy based, you have gadgets. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna have a spy based video game, you better have gadgets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would think your laser
3: watch right? and your proximity mines and cool shit like that. For sure. The game features more than 20 weapons, including pistols, submachine guns, assault rifles, and a sniper rifle, grenades, and throwing knives. And slaps. You could also slap. Oh, <laughs> shit. Most weapons have a finite magazine and must be reloaded after a certain number of shots. Although each weapon has its own characteristic, ammunition is interchangeable between some weapons types. I also, in this video, I saw they wanted to... It came with a rumble pack, or you could buy a rumble pack and they wanted you to be able to reload your gun by taking out the rumble pack and putting it back in, yes. which I thought would have been really cool, but Nintendo was like, no. Damn. That'll probably break people's controllers. That is Their, true. Like, damage things, so they were against it, but I was like, man, that's such a good idea. That is so cool. Like, take it, popping out the magazine, popping it back in. I love Quick that. release. Right. For example, pistols and submachine guns share the same ammunition. Weapons inflict different levels of damage depending on which body part they hit, Headshots cause the most damage, while arm and leg inflict least damage. And you see the people like limping afterwards. Mm-hmm. I like how they react to being shot. The club, a submachine gun with a folding stock, possesses a high rate of fire and wide bullet spread compared to other weapons, but is severely underpowered with a heavy recoil. Stealth is often encouraged as frequent gunfire can alert distant guards and alarm can spawn enemies.
1: I personally did not like the club i thought it sucked Mm-mm.
3: it was a joke <laughs>
1: yeah i was gonna say it's the worst gun in the game
3: <laughs> you could shoot people for 30 minutes and
0: it wouldn't do any damage yeah. <laughs> i remember when we did uh the deathmatch modes like you had you know we could set up a mode where we picked weapons i believe mm-hmm. we did club battles club clubs, yeah, or club no clubs slaps only
1: and clubs only. <laughs> no that <laughs> was slaps only, only would that was take a lot of fun <laughs>
0: Just yeah, walk around with your hand time. on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it almost it reminds me of like Halo Two Days, where it's just a everyone gets the laser sword, and that's all you get, and you're running around with the, mm-hmm. the little. Ding, ding. <laughs> Each level can be played on three difficulty settings: Agent, Secret Agent, and Double O Agent. These affect aspects such as the damage enemies can withstand and inflict the amount of ammunition available, and the number of objectives that must be completed. Two bonus levels can be unlocked by completing the game on Special Agent and then on Double Agent. The player may also replay previously completed levels within targeted times to unlock a bonus cheat option such as Infinite Ammunition or Invincibility. Upon completing the game... On the or three DK difficulty mode. settings, an additional mode is unlocked, allowing the player to customize the difficulty of a level by manually adjusting enemies' health, reaction time, aiming accuracy, and then damage they inflict.
1: So many fun cheats in this game. Oh. Yeah, I think that has a lot to
3: do with the replay value. Yep. Right. You could turn on different things and turn them off and try play with like paintballs instead of bullets and all sorts of fun things just to change the look of it even. And it's like, Oh, this was fun again.
1: Yeah. My favorite, it's like playing a new game. My favorite was uh slow-mo mode. <laughs> You'd like mow down a whole field yeah. of enemies. And they're like, st- I'm like, you're not dead yet. They're it's still just, like slowly dying on the ground. this yeah. <laughs> like fall back. I'm, like that was my favorite. It was just too funny, but they're big old heads in DK mode. <laughs> yes.
3: It wasn't until later. I realized, Oh, rare made donkey
1: Kong. Mm hmm country so that's why they
3: put DK mode in there
1: all right talking a little bit about the multiplayer uh goldeneye 007 features a amazing multiplayer mode where up to four players can compete in several tough match scenarios via split screen as we said normal is a standard mode where players score points by killing opponents players can be grouped in teams or compete individually you only live twice gives players two lives before they are eliminated from the game resulting in the last surviving player winning the match licensed to kill players die from a single hit with any weapon so due to its high rate of fire and wide bullet spread, the club is finally useful <laughs> in that situation. What's the rest there, Pale?
2: In the man with the golden gun, a single golden gun, which is a which is capable of killing opponents with one shot, is placed in a fixed location in the level. Once the golden gun is picked up, the only way to reacquire it is by killing the player holding it. In the living daylights, a flag is placed in a fixed location location in the level and the player who holds it the longest wins the flag carrier cannot use weapons but can collect them to keep opponents from stocking ammunition options such as the chosen level characters to play as weapons available and game length can be customized for each scenario additional levels can and characters can be unlocked as the player progresses through the single player game
3: I love that it includes all these other uh, game types, but I can't remember playing anything besides like a free-for-all death match, or maybe teams every now and then. I,
0: I remember I playing. I remember games. playing. I remember <laughs> playing the two in the the latter half: the Man with the Golden Gun, and
1: then the flag. Yep, the flag one was pretty fun. It sucked if you had the flag, but it was challenging. Yeah, because you it's couldn't. Like, even... I'm going to run away. Yeah, <laughs> or hide in the vent with our job, hide in a corner somewhere, and you'll never find me.
0: Right, because there wasn't, like, a radar or anything, right? There, No, you
3: would just cheat by looking at other people's screens. at other people's screens, which sucked. And yeah. be like, oh, I know. I recognize that area. I'm going to either go there
1: or avoid That's that. That's why you would take your character and just look at a wall, because nobody could see where you were, because <laughs> yeah. all the walls looked the same. Right. You found ways to get around it, but, yeah, everybody mm-hmm. cheated. It's like our force person split screen right here.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, who doesn't screen watch, am I right? Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. I do have some. I was going to. We don't really have to talk about the levels of weapons and characters. We kind of already touched on all that stuff. But I do have like nine additional songs. If you want to do a mini Drinking Geek OST,
2: (gasps) welcome to Drinking
0: Geek OST, a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks.
2: Bonus. Two for
1: one. And now the music. Yes. At the beginning of
3: the episode, we played the title music for the game, and now we are listening to The Damn. Damn.
0: are listening to The Damn song. It's like the first mission when you're outside and you're trying to get inside, right? Infiltration. On the yeah, 2010 you. version of this game, I couldn't get past that.
3: Damn. <laughs> the Damn. You just <laughs> gotta jump off the side. I said Damn.
0: Yeah. I think I also did it on double agent or double low agent
3: oh yeah i skipped to the hardest mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my favorite part i don't know what that noise is but it's great <laughs> yeah.
1: God, the soundtrack to this it's well,
3: such so a great good. i don't i didn't look dustin can you look up who the composer is yeah well all these instruments keith i mean this
1: like <laughs> Uh, guitar synthesizer it's a 64 <laughs> they
3: can only do
1: so
2: much got a little bomb Those theme going do, 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 do. that's a xylophone yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Not> a keyboard <laughs> this is the facility which yes. i think is the second level of the game where you pop out of the little toilet You can sneak up on the guy peeing in the other toilet and kill him before he notices you.
0: So the composers, there's three of them. Graham Nordgate, Grant Kirkhope, and Robin Beanland.
3: Mm, I knew there were two G names. I was going to say Graham Norton, but that's like a talk show host. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Graham Norton Show.
3: Here's the runway.
1: It's like Halloween. It does.
0: <laughs> this is like a very quintessential like James Bond song. Sound.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: They did a great job of uh, mimicking Bond music and with the technology of the, well, the Nintendo 64. Allowed. Was
1: it the actual music in the movie? I mean like hints of it I thought maybe it was
3: I think so yeah
1: or at least it
0: was in, because it was influenced because of the, the movie, movie right yeah, so. so they heard the movie and they're like yeah but like some of these like you can hear like an alleyways that, you know you're like this movie or this music is supposed to get you pumped up and get your heart racing for what's happening or the mm-hmm. suspense or the thrill and then you have songs like this is just fucking James it sounds Bond. like someone's going
3: aww
1: aww aw. <laughs> <laughs> right
3: This one's called Severnaya Surface.
1: Ah, yes. So
0: the like the bells or like a xylophone. It almost nice sounds drum, like it's gonna Morgan. bust into like a like a rap song. Just yeah. waiting for it to mm. like, keep going. Drop the Someone beat. should rap over these songs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A, the sweet Russian vibes to it, too. It does, It's like the wind. Here we got the frigate. frigate. Okay. I know this one. That's a good one.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: I feel like I've heard this song a <laughs> ton. Just watching the movies, you hear this song a ton.
2: Like that double drum like thingy. Do,
3: do, do, do. Yeah, keep learning this song on the drums.
2: Do, do,
1: do. Justin probably do better than I can do, do, do. I haven't touched a drum set in four <laughs> years. <laughs> wow. Four years? Amateur.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's been like 11 and a half years for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean I have it. It's in the other room. It's just boxed up. Mine's in my closet. Yep. Stacked.
0: <laughs>
3: Out of room.
1: <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> my house is not big enough. But this is this song
1: slaps. Yeah, it does. Love that for good.
3: Uh, this is the cavern. Cavern.
1: This is my other definitely. Because this is a good. Because it sounds like
3: you're in a cavern. It has like the echo and everything. Yep. It sounds like something like drip, like moisture dripping down the walls.
0: I feel like this soundtrack does a really good job of building suspense as you're like playing these levels, yeah. right? It's the th- like as I heard. Um, I think Peel does the like from Key and Peel Peel does like the horror movies, mm-hmm. the, the yep. getting stuff. Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. He was talking about like the the scariest part of a uh, horror film is not seeing the monster be bloody gore. It's not knowing or seeing what is causing the problem. Yeah. He was like. Paranormal Activity is like the scariest movie ever because you don't actually see what's causing the problems or if there is anything that's causing a problem. Yeah. So that's why you said he wanted to like model his movies after. After that long tangent, I'm just saying like I feel that vibe when I listen to the song. Yeah. I don't know what's coming in this cavern or in this level that I'm at. And so I definitely enjoy games that have sounds like this that kinda of makes it like, oh gosh, like what's coming next?
3: I mean, that's why Jaws is so effective. You don't see the shark most of the movie, so you're just anticipating it. it. Mm -hmm, And then you have the music that's, like, really doing the heavy lifting in that movie. Mm -hmm. Next, we have The Cradle.
1: From the cradle to the grave, James. Which... (laughs) Yeah, is that the satellite? Like, like the final battle? Yeah, from cradle to the grave, your grave, James. <laughs> so I had this movie memorized at one point. The same six minutes you gave me.
3: <laughs> it's it's a good movie. It's a great game. This your final battle with Trevorin Trevelin Trevelin
0: Alec Alec Trevelin Trevelin Scene Bean or.
3: Sheen bean. Sheen bean. Bean.
0: bean. All you have to do is cut his head off. That's his favorite way to die.
3: <laughs> Drop him however many feet.
0: Yeah. On off of a what was he like were they on a helicopter or were they like super far up? And he fell <laughs> into a satellite dish.
3: Yeah, he's trying to get onto the helicopter and they're like having a fight and then Yeah, they get down to off.
1: the tip. Just the tip, just to see how the tip (laughs) And then, yeah, he got penetrated.
3: (laughs) This is the Aztec. Which is, I think this is from... The
1: Baron, yeah, whatever. That sound effect for his voice, it freaked me the fuck out every game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
3: And that's not even... That one scared me. Yeah, that's... one, one of here. those shout outs to old bond because he's from like live My like die I think and that's what this levels from
0: are we um, in like the uh, Luigi's mansion right now it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's kind of spooky spooky sounds and like I'm just thinking <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: some ghost sounds coming the song is composed completely on a xylophone <laughs> <laughs>
3: Then I threw in the wrist clock, so when you hit pause, you look at your watch, and then this this little Bond theme plays. Great pause music. Maybe the best pause music.
1: Yes, many, many a times this song played for quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> bathroom yeah. trips, mom yelling what, what do you want <laughs>
3: going to make lunch or something yep. and just pausing He's the game, game for a few minutes
0: and they just leave it up while you eat because you're like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jam out it's a jam.
2: Shit. or it's like 1 and, o'clock in the morning and then you wake up, wake up to this, an hour later and it's going. like what the hell just happened still playing
1: <laughs> better than any DVD menu music <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. There's some good DVD menu music out there, but no, I think I agree that that is way better than any like pause. You know, pause music is better than any like DVD menu. Yeah. uh...
3: And then we're on the end credits.
2: This is my style. That electric guitar.
1: That double bass pedal going. That's the damn music they uh... threw.
3: Yeah, it's like a medley.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it should be like the runway music. Like, oh shit, let's go!
2: It's like, it's it's like right? very in. suspenseful, my opinion.
1: Being chased sounds like G-force music.
2: Uh, <laughs> Got Zero go
0: run F-zero. Yeah, that's
2: it. <laughs>
3: So I wish this would be available on Nintendo Switch. There's a little uh, Switch Online, but licensing because you, you got to get Rare. like Pierce Brosnan and MGM and Rare and all these people to agree, <laughs> and somehow get paid for it. So it's never going to happen. That's why that 007 game you guys have, or that Goldeneye game, was just a re like I think a different studio made it, just like a reimagining. And they just kind of made the same game again, but. That's probably the closest we'll ever get.
1: I thought maybe Xbox was trying to put it out.
3: Yeah, they were trying at one Rare was gonna. Because Xbox owns Rare, they were gonna do. They did an HD version they were gonna put on Xbox Arcade. And you can see footage, like somebody leaked 30 minutes of it online. And it looks incredible, and you can like switch back to the old version or f- into the HD version. But I don't know why it never came out. It just like you said, looks beautiful though.
0: I'll have to look at arcade to see what's there, what's not there, because I have the Game Pass. I just haven't really gotten a chance to look through that.
3: Yeah, it never was released, but th- somebody leaked some footage of it, and it just.
1: you will have to like, check that out.
3: The environments look so bright and vivid, and the characters don't look like boxes walking around. They like look more like GTA characters or whatever, like because that's when yeah. this was made. But it's an incredible game, incredible soundtrack.
0: Yeah, I don't really have like a memorable experience other than just playing with friends. But I do have like a memorable like aspect of the game that really uh, shaped. My my, I guess my love for just all games in general would be the the UI. So mm-hmm. in yeah. in this game, you had uh, just basically an arcing uh, interface to the left and to your right. So basically, your health bar on one mm-hmm. side and your armor bar on the other side. Mm-hmm. So whenever you pick up your armor, this side goes up, and whenever you get shot without armor, this side goes down. But this never really goes up, and so it was like a really nice like way to interpret your health and your your armor without having to look on the screen to mm-hmm. find out where you are. Um, and it was, the opacity was set fine, so you didn't, it, it just helped. It never hindered. Uh, the gun and the ammo ignition in the bottom right corner, there's really not anything you can do about that, but I mean, I definitely enjoyed that arcing thing. And I kind of use that to this day in some other games if I have the ability to have like an arcing like circle around my character i'll do it
3: yeah and it would like brighten up when you're getting hit just to show like where you're at a more vivid version of it and so you could see it going down and then it would like fade away a little bit right and the uh the enemy ai is really good in this game yeah like it's like way advanced for the time now i don't it's gone far and above this but like at the time this was incredible like they'd spot you and run to an alarm or like notify their friends and more enemies would come. Mm -hmm. If they would see their friend getting shot, they would either run for help or come attack you. They wouldn't even have to know you're there. Or if they could hear your gunfire and come, like it was really well done. Right. And they'd interact or react different. Some would like kneel and shoot you. So you
1: would like have to like adjust for that. They would hide behind the boxes too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot
3: smarter than like doom or like Duke Nukem
0: right I remember playing games where you'd kill their buddy and they won't react <laughs> yeah yeah and then as soon as you get in range of them then they'll like do something about it but if I if I'm standing there talking to a friend and he gets snipered I'm out of there
1: but, <laughs> yeah
0: but nope they'll just stand there and like <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Well, like, that conversation's
3: over. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, I'll, like, pop up and kill some dude's friend. And then they would, like, he's, he's gone, gone now. But they're, like, right. they're not going to go looking for him. Yeah. They're just, like, just oh, I'm, I'm just going to continue to stand here and look this direction.
0: <laughs> I got a job to do. I'm stand right here and talk. Yep.
2: <laughs> I always thought this game was kind of challenging to, like, aim at your target. Like, some games allow you to, like, lock on to your target and shoot like it's makes it really easy but this yeah. one it's like it's all you you have to like actually like aim and shoot your guy
3: there yeah. was some auto yeah aim, there was but a little bit of very accurate aim. it would just kind of go that direction it wouldn't like lock onto their heads mm-hmm. or anything so you would have to maneuver it to get a good shot of them
1: that's yeah, what, yeah the rnl trigger you'd have to get the little crosshair mm-hmm. that would show up and then
3: with a little red dot follow that all right, beautiful guys. Good
1: game. I think we did it. My childhood. Oh. In the once Nintendo
3: this uh, I don't golden era documentary comes out, I'm gonna. Oh, we'll probably all watch it yep. if it's available, and uh, we'll do a follow up, do some more talking if there's anything good in that. Hopefully, it's not all the stuff I told you.
0: I think we should just <laughs> record another whole episode. while reviewing that anyways even if it is like some of the stuff you already told us yeah i think it'd be perfect i think yeah i think there's gonna be good stuff in there
3: right but until then you guys should drink Drink up up and 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 get out